Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey from St. Peter Lutheran Church in Green, Iowa. Today is Sunday, March 20th, the third Sunday in the season of Lent. I have several scripture readings I want to share with you today, but before I get into those, I want to first say thank you for joining me for worship today. I'm glad God has brought you here, and I pray that something in this sermon will be helpful or meaningful for you. Here in worship this weekend at St. Peter, we are dedicating quilts and kits for Lutheran World Relief and other organizations we support. Um, the quilts are made by our quilters and some baby care kits, things like that. Um, and the school kits are assembled by our confirmation students with your donations. So thank you to everybody who was involved in those projects and who donated fabric or school kit supplies or anything else for those projects. I'm sorry you can't be here for our in-person blessing of them today. But do please pray for those who will be blessed by receiving the gifts from our congregation. If you're around this Wednesday, I hope you will join us for our midweek Lenten worship service. This week, we are across the street at First Presbyterian Church here in Green, and service is at 615. We're continuing our theme focusing on Psalm 23. We'll have fellowship and treats following the service, so no meal this week, but service at 615 across the street, First Presbyterian Church. Now, I invite you to prepare your hearts to hear God's word. Our first reading is from Isaiah chapter 55. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen, so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that you do not know shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to return to the Lord, that he may have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's psalm is Psalm 63, verses 1 through 8. O God, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and call upon your name. My soul is satisfied as with a, with a rich feast, and my mouth praises you with joyful lips. When I think of you on, on my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings, I sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. And today's gospel reading is Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. At that very time, there were some present who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. 
Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those eighteen who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell upon them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish, just as they did. Then Jesus told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year, until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, then you can cut it down. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Two weeks ago, Kristen asked me to give a brief introduction to the Sunday school kids about the season of Lent. And I realized that even though most weeks I mention in worship or at the beginning of this video or podcast what church season we're in, today's the third Sunday in the season of Lent, I don't know that I've ever spent time in a sermon talking about what Lent is, what the point of this season is. So the short version, what I told the kids, is that Lent is the 40 days leading up to Easter. And it's 40 days as a symbolic reminder of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. We heard that story two weeks ago. And the idea is not that we are supposed to spend 40 days getting tempted, but that by taking 40 days to prepare we will have a deeper appreciation of what Jesus has done for us, what his sacrifice for us on the cross and his victory over death mean. More specifically, Lent is a season of penitence, a season for us to honestly face our sins and our failings. It's an opportunity for us to admit the things we've done wrong and the things we've failed to do, not so that we wallow in our sin or sink into despair, but so that we realize just how great our need for a Savior is, so that we realize the depth of God's love for us broken people. Now, if you want to get technical about it, Lent is actually 46 days, not 40, but that's because Sundays do not count. Because each Sunday is a celebration of Easter, and the focus shifts on Sundays from our penitence to the joy we have that God has forgiven our sins. We know how the story ends. And so even as we confess, we remember the good news that through Jesus, forgiveness has already been won for us on the cross in Easter each Sunday, even in Lent, we hear again the promise of absolution, that Jesus died for us on Good Friday, and then on Sunday he rose again, that the tomb is empty. So, during Lent, there are traditionally three emphases, three areas of spiritual focus, areas to focus on and grow. Fasting, giving, and prayer. Fasting is probably the most familiar theme of Lent. It's the giving up something. Uh, giving up something for the season, going without something, whether it's meat or chocolate or sweets or social media or whatever. Unfortunately, especially in pop culture, Lenten fasting often gets turned into things like dieting or self-improvement, like 
I'll give up not going to the gym for 40 days. Well, going to the gym more often might be good, but that's not the point. Lent's spiritual focus is not about self-improvement or even self-care. It's all about our relationship with God. And our relationship with God depends entirely on God. So we model these 40 days after the 40 days Jesus spent in the wilderness where he fasted and prepared for his public ministry. It's a time of preparation. The purpose of fasting is to drop something from your life in order to rely more on God. By giving up food, we realize our complete dependence on God to provide for us. By giving up an activity, maybe we create space to notice what God is doing in our lives. So, fasting. The second traditional Lenten practice is almsgiving or generosity. And since our giving and our generosity is always in response to what God has already done toward for us, God's generosity towards us, it makes sense that in a season of paying more attention to God, we would feel called to give more in response. And of course, we have lots of opportunities to give. In those Wednesday services I've been talking about, we're receiving offerings to pass on to Butler County Visions of Well-Being and ELCA World Hunger or Church World Service when it's at the other church. Last week, we talked about giving to support refugees from Ukraine through Lutheran disaster response. This weekend, as I said, we're dedicating quilts and kits for Lutheran World Relief. Lots of opportunities to practice generosity, and that's important. The third Lenten emphasis, after fasting and generosity, or not after, but along with fasting and generosity, is prayer. And again, this is about intentionally noticing what God has done for us and expressing our appreciation for Jesus' sacrifice by spending time in conversation with God. So, fasting, giving, and prayer. Those are all part of our Lenten practices, and they're all important, but the primary theme of Lent is repentance. It's the verse that we sing on Sundays at the Sunday service in Lent as the gospel acclamation. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. This season, at its heart, is a call for us to examine our lives and return to God. We prepare to celebrate Jesus' death and resurrection by examining ourselves, looking where we're going, and repenting. The Greek word for repentance is metanoia. And the word metanoia literally means turn around, turn away from yourself and turn towards God. It's realizing that you're heading down the wrong road and turning around to go the other way instead. So repentance is about aligning ourselves with God, getting on the path where God is leading us. And all of today's readings have this call to repentance. In Isaiah, it's a positive invitation. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. There's enough for everyone. There's no need for money. Come to the Lord. The Lord will provide. Throw yourself on God's mercy, for God has abundant mercy and generosity. Listen to God's word. Live God's way. Live. Live as you are meant to be. Isaiah calls for the wicked to change their ways. Stop sinning. Return to the Lord because the Lord is loving and merciful. So why spend your money on things that won't satisfy you? Why waste your time and your effort on things that are temporary? Whatever this world seems to have to offer, 
God's kingdom is better. Return to the Lord your God. Psalm 63 has a similar positive invitation. It says, do you feel like your soul is thirsting, like your flesh is fainting, like there's something missing from your life? Do you feel like you're wandering through a desert with no water? Seek the Lord and your soul will be satisfied. We cling to God and God upholds us. The same invitation to repentance is in Luke as well, although it's, it's not quite as positive. It's a little more threatening even. So Isaiah calls us, seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Don't delay. Return to the Lord while you have the chance. Don't take God's forgiveness for granted. In Luke, Jesus warns us, basically, don't put God to the test. Don't test God's patience. He hears about some tragedies, like some people from Galilee who were brutally killed by the Roman governor Pontius Pilate, and another tragedy, 18 people killed by a collapsing tower. We could certainly think of our own tragedies right now in the world if we wanted to go that route. But he hears about those tragedies, and then Jesus refuses to engage in the game that we so often play of debating whether those people somehow deserved what happened to them. The bad things happening, says Jesus, are not meant as a particular punishment from God. But they do serve as a warning for all of us that life is short. Life is fragile. It's a message we begin the season of Lent with. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Whether in some tragic, dramatic way or not, eventually your earthly life, my earthly lives, life, all of our earthly lives will come to an end, and we don't know when. So, Jesus says, the time to repent is now. Repenting won't prevent bad things from happening, but it will prepare us for whatever we experience in life. Jesus tells a parable about this fig tree that's failing to produce good fruit. But rather than cut it down, the owner and the gardener agree to be merciful, to give it one more year, another chance to be what it's supposed to be. And what is the good fruit in this story that the fig tree ought to be bearing during the time it has? Well, the good fruit is the consequences of repentance, the results of aligning our lives with God. It's not about earning our way to heaven by getting enough good marks on the tally sheet to make up for our sins or anything like that. It's about recognizing our need for God, repenting, turning towards God, appreciating the incredible gift of grace God has given to us. Return to the Lord your God. Live as a citizen of God's kingdom. Give your heart to God, its creator, the one who loves you. As we continue on our Lenten journey, may this season be a time for you to reflect on your life, to, to examine your priorities, to decide how to use the time, whatever time it is, that God has given you, and give thanks for God's grace. Return to the Lord your God, who is gracious and merciful. I invite you to bow your heart with me in prayer. Almighty God, thank you for the invitation to repent, to turn to you. Thank you for coming after us when we go down the wrong path, like all of us do. Thank you for not giving up on us. 
We are sorry for the sins we commit when we turn away from you. We repent and we turn to you, trusting in the grace and love shown in Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Again, thank you for joining me for this message today. If you'd like to donate to support our work uh, here in our ministry here at St. Peter, if you're feeling called to generosity, especially during Lent, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Go to www.stpetergreen.com giving to donate online, or you can mail in an offering check or drop it off here at the church office. Now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.